EmotionalExpert.com presents the Life Rituals Podcast, bringing you empowering perspectives and practical solutions to rewire your brain, elevate your self-esteem, and get what you want in life. With your host, Pooja Taleshwar. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today I'm going to be talking to you about self-sabotage. So a lot of us started off the year with lots of resolutions, maybe some new goals that we wanted to achieve. And so I thought that this would be the perfect time to talk about self-sabotage. So self-sabotage is often when we want change, we want things to be different, um, which is why we're making these changes. But somehow along the way, we unconsciously sabotage ourselves. So just as our IQ, we have our intelligence quotient, and that's an indicator of our level of intelligence, we also have uh, a gorge of a deserving level. And it's the level that we decide, really, if we deserve to believe um, that we are worthy of having what we want. Uh, in various areas of our life. So often, if that deserving level isn't very high, when we're making changes for these goals, we can sabotage ourselves from actually moving forward, which can sound frustrating and a bit silly because consciously you're there and you're thinking, okay, I want to make this change. I'm motivated to make this change. But then unconsciously, We're running all of these patterns under the surface that stop us from actually moving forward or really kind of taking that goal to the next level. And this is something that I really struggled with for a long time, was my level of self-sabotage. And and that was because when I struggled with my own self-esteem, it was because my deserving level wasn't really that high. So every time I was trying to move forward and trying to make change, there was that undercurrent that was holding me back. So we all have this ceiling in various areas of our life. It could be that it's just in one area of our life and it's not in every area of our life. So it could just be focused purely on our relationships, could be focused purely on our finances or our career progression, uh, our health uh, and fitness and eating habits. So it's really important when you are moving forward with a goal, the first step for you to kind of move ahead with it is to become aware of your ceiling. And so your deserving levels it's, it's a good idea to actually rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 in the different areas of your life. So in your health, in your wealth, in your relationships. Uh, career is linked to wealth, but there could be other things like your business or how you're showing up in your actual day job. So it's worth splitting that into a separate category and one not being very strong in terms of your deserving level and 10 being very strong and and just rate yourself on that scale of 1 to 10 and ask yourself you know have i been stuck at a certain level of income 
for a long time, is that income level is trapped. Can I, I, am I stopping myself from moving forward in that income level? If you have your own business, is there a certain number of products or services or even clients that you can't seem to move beyond? Is that holding you back? Is it that when you're at a certain weight, you can't seem to lose a certain level of weight um, and so you're kind of stuck there? Or is it even in your relationships, are you stuck maybe being single? Are you stuck in an unhappy, unfulfilling relationship? Do you seem to attract a certain level of people? Is it that maybe when you are in a relationship, you will even cap yourself at the time length that you have that relationship for? For me, my cap used to be about two years or just under two years when it came to relationships. And I would get into these relationships and I, I was subconsciously sabotaging them so by the time it got to a certain point, it would end. Either I would end that relationship or uh, that person would end that relationship with me because my subconscious didn't really want to commit for much longer than that. Um, and we'll delve into that in another podcast um, when I'm focusing on relationships. But it gives you an example of how we create these subconscious ceilings and, and that's really linked to our deserving level. So rating yourself on that scale of 1 to 10 will help you to notice where that ceiling is with you so that you can start to delve into that specific area of your life. Uh, so that's the first thing when it comes to self-sabotage, just recognizing your ceiling in each area of your life and having that awareness will help you to break through that ceiling. The second piece of advice when it comes to ending the cycle of self-sabotage is accepting responsibility. A lot of times people sabotage themselves because they're actually just denying the responsibility for what happens to them and blaming others around them any external force. It could be people or circumstances and you almost make them responsible for your failure to get what you want. And I know sometimes in life things can be out of our control. They are beyond our control. But what I'm talking about is your response to those situations and Oftentimes, you know, when I was growing up, there was a lot of uh, negative situations that were happening in my household, and it was a challenging time, and, and that really impacted my self-esteem. And I remember that there was a time where I was, I had gone to university, and I actually dropped out of university the first time. And, and that's, you know, when I was going through my cycle of depression and then I worked for a while and then I went back to university to, to get my marketing degree. And when I went back to get that degree, I was really focused. I was like, okay, you know, like I really want to focus on this. I want to 
get this degree and move forward. And it got to my final year and I was really close to the finish line after sabotaging myself years prior to that from actually making it there. And these situations were happening again in my house and it was really impacting me. And I would go to the library and just spend all my time there so I could focus on my studying. And there was a period of time where it was snowing outside, so it was really difficult to commute or get to university. And it was, I think it was during like a a holiday period. And there was just stuff happening in my house and, and it was just getting worse. One of my family members was suffering from a mental illness and they were just really becoming quite aggressive quite violent, quite shouty, and it was just really hard to be around that situation when I was trying to focus and I was getting really frustrated because I was like, I really need to just focus on these exams, I need to focus on getting through the next couple of weeks and just finishing my degree without having to be distracted by this drama yet again. So that situation, that wasn't in my control, what was happening in my home environment. But the action steps that I took after that were what was in my control. And in that situation, I knew that my goal was to complete that degree and to pass my exams and to move on with my life, right? And so I had to take the decision to just move out of the house because I just knew that being in that house wasn't really going to help me to move forward. Being in that environment, it just wasn't sustainable for me. And so I found somewhere that I could rent. And initially, I was planning to just stay there for, you know, a couple of months until my exams were over. I ended up just staying there longer, just so that I could have that peace of mind and and get my independence back and not have my space invaded by others and so I had to take responsibility of my goal and the outcome that I wanted I couldn't take responsibility for what was happening in the house and how other people were behaving but I could take responsibility for how that was impacting me and I think in life there will always be situations like that and these external forces that can sometimes feel really challenging and really overwhelming. And in those moments, it's really important to just really accept that we don't have to always be the victim and get sucked into these situations. We can have the power to change them. And sometimes it may require taking uncomfortable steps to do that. I had to make that choice of moving out and I was made to feel guilty that there was all this stuff going on in the house and that I should be there to support everyone. But in that moment, I had to be selfish and focus on the end result because otherwise I would have just failed my exams and felt really frustrated and delayed myself by another year. And so it's really important for you to accept responsibility and not blame everyone else. Um, And in order to avoid that resentment and avoid blaming everyone else, 
taking responsibility is what helps you to do that because you're then putting the power and the control back into your hands instead of feeling frustrated with other people um, for kind of ruling the direction of your life. So really long explanation for that one, but you get the hint. Just accept responsibility um, and, and allow yourself to just reclaim control of the steering wheel of your life. The third thing when it comes to breaking the cycle of self-sabotage is really just identifying your patterns of behavior. So what do you do to stop yourself when you start getting closer to achieving what you want? What's your self-defeating behavior? So instead of working on what's most important, maybe you obsess over really unimportant details. Maybe you become a perfectionist. And perfectionism is a really common habit that I've noticed that people have uh, when it comes to actually going after their goals. They think that if they're a perfectionist, then it just means that things are going to be great and they're going to get better results. But it can often masquerade itself as self-sabotage in disguise. You know, um, we could spend hours, days, weeks on trying to get something right instead of actually just launching it. And uh, especially when it comes to business as well, you'd rather get something going than get something perfect. You could spend months on getting something perfect and launch it and maybe it still doesn't get the results. Whereas if you had just launched it prior to that, you would have learned along the way of what works and what doesn't. So just be aware, if you're obsessing a lot over especially unimportant details, ask yourself, is this really going to impact the result that I want? Is this really necessary and what I need to be focusing on? Or am I sabotaging myself? So just be aware of that pattern. The other pattern that's common with self-sabotage is when things seem to be speeding up, you get scared and you pull back. And I completely, um, I recognize this. I've experienced it. Um, I've faced it with clients as well. When they've been going through changes, that, you know, long-held changes and patterns of behaviors that they've held on to for years and so then when they actually start making these changes and they start noticing changes around them in their lives it, it freaks out their psyche their ego just freaks out because their ego is only used to showing up in the world in a certain way or experiencing the world in a certain way so when things are actually smooth and easy it's a real shock to the system and so our ego will try to stop us from moving forward even more because our ego thinks it's trying to actually just lovingly keep us safe from maybe getting hurt again. And, and so this is something that can happen. Um, and I experienced this with my business, you know. I spent years and years working on myself, working on my business, I initially started out as a dating coach and then when I was working with coaching clients back then 
I noticed that actually it wasn't really the need to go and meet people that people were struggling with. It was actually the kind of lack of self-love that was creating a lot of these kinds of patterns and relationships. You can easily go and date someone, right, or find someone to date, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the right person or that you're going to be in a happy relationship. And so that's when I moved more towards the angle of self-love because that's what I really resonated with because that's what I had also experienced myself um, growing up was that lack of self-love. And so when it comes to the, the business side, when I was on this journey, every time I'd get to a certain level of being visible or putting myself out there or really sharing my message, I would just freak out and I would just run away and hide <laughs> or I would um, I would kind of sabotage myself, myself and be like, okay, no, I need to change this blog or I shouldn't post this, I shouldn't talk about this, I shouldn't do that. Every time the next level was required of me to move forward, I would get scared and I would pull back. And I think this can show up in our lives in a number of ways. Whenever a different version of ourself is required, we can freak out because it's the unknown, it's unknown territory. And it could be even as simple as whether you're going to take another course, um, whether you're going to decide to work with a, a specific coach, you know, it could even be like a fitness coach, a health coach, whatever it is in relation to your goal. As soon as you know that things can change, that fear will kick in and we can pull back. And and that's actually a form of self-sabotage if you think about it. I mean, what other logical explanation is there for if you want to lose weight, for example, and you're kind of thinking, okay, I'm really committed, I really want to lose this weight, here's this amazing health coach, my friend has worked with them, my friend's got amazing results, and when it comes to actually working with them, you freak out and you say no. You know, logically, if you want to lose weight and you know that that's the best route to do it, you're willing to do it, but subconsciously, we will sabotage ourselves, and that's like another common pattern that people experience is when they get to, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I'm going to make change, and then actually following through with the action, they freak out and they pull back, and then you get kind of stuck in this cycle where every time you're trying to move forward, you actually end up holding yourself back. Um, so that's a really common form of self-sabotage. The other thing is, you know, you procrastinate. Procrastination is another massive form of self-sabotage. So instead of actually doing what we need to do, we kind of maybe make ourselves busy with other things or instead of kind of working on uh, working on your goals, so maybe you said, I'm going to allocate an hour every evening or half an hour every evening to my goal. Instead of doing that, you're like, oh, you know what? I've actually had a really stressful day. So I'm just going to Netflix and chill tonight. I'm not going to work on my goal. Or you, you find other things subconsciously that will keep you busy and avoid doing what you need to be doing. And again, 
when we do this, we're actually sabotaging ourselves. These are all patterns of behaviors that can hold us back and can keep us stuck from actually moving ahead. So being aware of these patterns and identifying them is really important because then you actually move into a space of an observer. So instead of just actually living out these patterns and another year of your life passing without you feeling close to your goals, you start to recognize these patterns. And as soon as you recognize them, that's when you can actually start moving beyond them and clearing them. The other tip is to identify the beliefs. So we have patterns of behavior, but also it's important to be aware of the beliefs, what thoughts, you know, are popping into your head when you're thinking about your goals. So if we're going back to an example of um, health uh, and fitness, maybe, then maybe the thoughts will come into your head, you know, I can't achieve that. Or if you're setting up a business, if I fail, I'll never be able to show my face in public again um, because it would just be too shameful and embarrassing. Or when it comes to maybe asking for a promotion and wanting to move further ahead in your career or even looking for a new job, maybe subconsciously you're thinking, well, I don't deserve I don't deserve that salary. I don't deserve that um, title. I don't deserve that job. Um, you know, I don't deserve to be in a happy or healthy relationship. These are all uh, self-sabotaging beliefs. And making a list of those beliefs, again, is a really important way for you to recognize where your thoughts are flowing. And once you know that, you can start to transform those negative beliefs with more empowering beliefs. And like with anything, we need to exercise the muscle of our brains, you know, and our thought patterns and actually reroute them. It's not an overnight process. Just like when you're working out and you're exercising, you have to sometimes, you have to go for weeks and work out before you actually see the results. And it's the same thing with your thoughts. It can feel a bit time consuming and a bit tiresome at times to rewire your brain. But the more that you do it, the more natural it will become. And so when you start to recognize that you're moving towards a goal and you're getting these kinds of negative beliefs pop up in your mind, it's important to replace those negative beliefs with more empowering ones. So instead of saying, you know, there's no way I can achieve that, you can replace it with, I'm going to have to work to achieve this goal, uh, but it's important to me and I'm ready to do what it takes or whatever feels right for you. You know, if you're thinking about, oh my God, I can't chase after that goal because it'll be too embarrassing if I fail. Remember that actually failure is evidence that you've tried to make a better life for yourself. There's no shame in that. Actually, if you look at the most successful people in the world, they have failed so many times before they've actually hit that end point. It's just a lot of us see that end point and think that they're just easily successful. We don't always see all of the failures beforehand that they've had to go through to get to that point. 
And so if you remind yourself that there's no shame in it, that it actually you're proving to yourself and others that you're actually taking the steps required to make a better life for yourself. And also, what would the impact be of you not making those changes in your life? Then you will, you'll start to feel more comfortable with that fear. The other thing, you know, I don't deserve that. You're a good person. If you're doing good for other people, you're helping them to be happy, then of course you deserve to be happy and realise your dreams. Every single person deserves to be happy. Every single person deserves to realise their dreams, whatever that is. We're here on this earth for a reason, to fulfil our individual mission, right? Based on our unique talents and our gifts to the world, you are here to do that. So, of course, you deserve to do it. Otherwise, you wouldn't even have that dream in your heart in the first place. So every time your mind defaults to, I don't deserve that, you need to remind yourself that you deserve to be happy. And if that thing, whatever it is, is going to make you happy, then you do deserve it. And whatever is causing you to feel that you don't deserve it is, again, explore those feelings, explore those thoughts, write them down, uh, and then start working to clear those. And if you're really struggling with it, reach out to me. I can help you to do that. The next thing is to move away from people holding you back. And this is more than just kind of disassociating from people that are maybe kind of naysayers or negative. It's recognizing how you may be sabotaging yourself around certain people so again, subconsciously, a lot of us, we have a fear that will outgrow the people who surround us, you know? What if our friends, we can't really relate to our friends anymore because we don't have the same interests and maybe they just don't want to hang out with us anymore? Um, what if you start making more money than they do and it starts to attract more jealousy? What if your partner start to feel threatened that you're losing weight, you know, you're looking good, and that you're going to attract more male attention? What if you get a promotion at work and you move up the corporate ladder and you start to then actually receive resentment from other people? So just recognize that this could be a reason why you're sabotaging yourself. It's that you're actually fearing that these people around you, those relationships are going to change. And accepting those changes and actually just being aware of them is really helpful because it then makes you understand where you're holding yourself back, where these things, you know, what these patterns are that are causing you to sabotage yourself and I've been through all of these situations um, in the past so when I first met my husband I was really into my personal development it was like my number one value and it still is 
And so I knew that I needed to be with a partner that could really embrace that part of me and also wanted to better themselves and and grow themselves because I really believe that we all need to constantly evolve and grow and not be afraid of that. And that I'm really ambitious as well. And so that's why I focus so much of my energy into personal development. And so when I met my husband, I was like, look, I'm doing all this stuff. These are my habits. These are my beliefs. These are my values. And I just need to know that you will accept that and that you're equally committed to your own growth. And he was, and he is committed to that growth. And there were times initially where I was worried that I would outgrow him and that we wouldn't be compatible, but it just managed to work because he was willing to to focus on himself. And so that's an example of kind of how I overcame that fear was just really being honest and open with him. The other thing when it comes to friendships is, you know, before I had friendships like years ago with people um, when I was very self-destructive and I had like really low self-esteem and then all of a sudden I changed and I was becoming friends with people who were more like-minded and more into the things that I was into and I was worried that I would kind of attract that resentment from my friends and they would feel almost betrayed that I kind of like just left them uh, and moved on but that didn't happen yeah there was space and I spent more time with other people but my friends were still there my friends were still there to share those experiences with me and my truest friends were proud and happy and inspired by my growth, not threatened by them. The other thing is, you know, when it comes to actually moving up the corporate ladder, again, this has been another thing that I've experienced, and I I experienced it quite a lot um, in the corporate world where I have got promoted because of my hard work and then I've noticed a change in the people around me or you know people that were previously like the friends they turn into people that you end up managing and it shifts the dynamic and their behavior changes and it attracts more of this kind of snaky resentful kind of behavior and so I realized that I was at times trying to keep myself small because of those experiences because I didn't want to go through it. I wasn't um, kind of moving ahead to step on anyone else and I wasn't doing it to hurt anyone else. I was just doing it because I was putting in the work and putting in the ideas because I was passionate about what I was doing. And so I, when I recognised that I was actually again stopping myself because of those experiences, I had to shift that belief and shift that association and recognize that those feelings that they were experiencing were more about them than they were about me. So when it comes to the people around you, just be aware, you know, are you holding yourself back because you're worried about these scenarios and are you sabotaging yourself and trying to stay small so that the people around you feel more comfortable. 
And if that's the case, then again, it's worth doing some work and clearing around that because what is more important to you? Is it, you know, do you want to stay small to make other people happy and then end up feeling resentful? Or do you actually want to move forward and feel happier with yourself and your life and and actually inspire the people around you and be in a position a better position yourself so that you can actually help them and light the way for them. So I hope that that's been really helpful for you and you've got some valuable insight into self-sabotage, what it is and the kinds of things that you can do to be aware of your self-sabotage and almost move through that self-sabotage. This is a really big topic. So If you want some support in moving through your own self-sabotage, then feel free to send me a message and I'll be happy to help you. And just remember, you know, instead of being your own worst enemy, work on becoming your best friend. Let go of that inner saboteur. Escort them to the door and out of your life. And end that self-sabotage because ultimately it's just a pattern of behavior. And that pattern of behavior, it can be broken. It just takes a little bit of work and a little bit of action that's required. And believe me, you can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. So take care and I hope to speak to you soon. Take care. Bye.